that moderator, 6'1", 215 pounds, from the bayou, DJ Slow Boogie. At center, 6'3", 170 pounds, dripping wet, the master of the one-liners, Sports Plug Russ. At analyst, 6'2", 220 pounds, straight from Bill's Mafia, fresh off the table dive, Sterling Pearl. Give it up for your host of Sports Sushi. Yo, welcome to Sports Sushi. It's another day, another episode of Sports Sushi. We here at Sports Sushi. It's presented by Gradwick. Our friends at Gradwick are building a team to break up the Hollywood establishment control over key access points. Gradwick is an artist and audience-owned studio system designed to provide eth- creators ethical finance, marketing, and distribution on their terms. Join the Gradwick Discord today and tell us what you're creating. Welcome to Sports Sushi. I am your Going to be one of the hosts for today, a DJ Slow Boogie. A Sterling could not be with us today. My boy got he a little ill. Ill. He he ill. Ill. You know, Ill. Little boy, my boy, under the weather, speedy recovery. A Sterling, hopefully, you'll be bounced back and you'll be back with us next week. So it's just going to be a two man show. I'm double barrel shotgun. Uh, me and my boy. Roll uh, back. Yeah. What's happening, Russ? No, no, it's going to be like chilling in the Maverick Creek apartments, just talking yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring it back to that number, uh, but uh, we're gonna have a, a more of a uh, like we said a, a double barrel shotgun compact close quarters show for you today. Too much without without yeah. Without without, we gotta without give you, we gotta give you something. So yeah, yeah we, we, we understand you sushi fiends. You need your fix. So here we are. <laughs> so we jumping straight into it. We're gonna talk about the NBA finals, a little bit of NCAA, and then we're gonna round it off with some NFL talk and what's happening in the NFL. So. Right now, let's get into it of the NBA Finals. One thing, because we're not going to oh, cover it, but of course you I can. know I got to say it, because me and you are really the, we're the baseball guys. Yeah. Angels. What did we say about the Angels? 15 yeah. straight losses. Ooh. I just had to put that out there. We're going to do yeah. this for Sushi. I got to let them know the Angels, I said it earlier in the season, they got yeah. a chance to go if they can get good and win games, not just be talented. Ooh, they've lost 15 straight games. And they make everybody hit. listen. They're making everybody listen to Nickelback too, Boogie. That's all. I oh saw. yeah, I seen that. I seen that as well. I, I seen they, they trying a lot, a lot of shit over there in LA, man. They're what? changing. Oh, yeah, man. Nickelback. I was like, all right, you might want to go ahead and be like, what's the the boy that y'all got in in, in pinstripes up there? What they call him, Nasty or Nestor? Yeah, yeah, it's Nasty Nestor. <laughs> Nestor up there with the magical mustache. They might go ahead and have hey. to go ahead and look at uh, that boy, uh, Nasty Nestor, up there uh, and see what he it doing. Is- 15 straight losses, you got to do something. But let's get these finals, man. I just had to bring up that. You ain't escaping my eye, LA Angels. You're not escaping. It was Anaheim. Whatever y'all are, the Angels. Ain't, no, ain't none of y'all in the outfield. I know that much. Y'all losing. Oh, yeah. Oof. That was a good one. A good movie, too. If you build it, they will come. Oh, no, that's not Angels yeah. outfield. That's Field of Dreams. That's Field of Dreams. But, Angels outfield. In LA? Yeah. Field of nightmares, nigga. Yeah, field of nightmares. <laughs> I like that one. All right, so we're going to jump into it. A Golden State, Boston Celtics, a game three. Boston walks away up one after being down. Russ, my boy, Amen. we talked about it. I said just, it, been saying I, it. My, my boy been saying it. I'm not going to. Oh, go ahead. Go we, ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm just saying, my boy been saying it, man. And look, he said, Boston, he said, the way that you, he said this since series, the first game of the 
first series of the playoffs, round one, he said this. He said, hey, these motherfuckers hooping. He said, hey. they might fuck around and go all the way. And lo and fucking behold. And hey, look, man, I'm a, I, I, hey, I'm a witness. I'm a I'm believer. I'm a believer. I'm, I'm, I, last show, I picked Boston to go in seven. I know Stir felt like Golden State's a veteran and their experience would wish uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm going to say know? it like this. I'm not sitting on top of a mountain or nothing like that. I'm just sitting here watching it. And I just saw what I saw, man. And me and a homie were talking. And he was telling me, hey, bro, these young boys coming. And at that time, I was like, maybe a year. And as the season progressed, I told him, hey, man, they are coming. And now we're seeing it. This is just a, it's just a culmination. It's just a culmination of everything going right for the Celtics in terms of, like, how they play the game and in the opponent that has chosen to ignite this fire. Because, I, like, Draymond, I believe Draymond did. He he climbed up a, he climbed up a mountain. I don't think he really wanted to climb. He wasn't expecting all these guys on this team at the same time to come out here and give him any type of play with all passion at the same time, if that kind of makes sense. I know it's, what the fuck? So you have one Draymond on Golden State. The Celtics have five Draymonds. Yeah. If that makes play, any sense. So yeah, play, players with that that play with that same yeah, of and passion that, and intensity. Yes. And not even in terms of like they are exactly him. It's just like Draymond, if you watch last night, what is indicative of this is that when that ball hit the floor, all the Celtics were like, Yes. Like they were all in a rush to go dive on that floor and get that ball. And not saying that the Warriors did not want to get down there and get that ball, it's that the Celtics were like enjoying it as if a Draymond Green would enjoy it. It was almost as if they looked at the Warriors, or not the Warriors, but looked at that Draymond Green last night and said, hey, man, we just got through playing a seven-game series with Kyle Lowry, a scrappy defender that makes things mucky in the basketball court. Jimmy Butler, a scrappy defender that makes things mucky on the basketball court. P.J. Tucker, a scrappy defender that likes to bump around and make things all cluttery on the basketball court. You know what I'm saying? And Jimmy Butler, like they just got through playing these guys in a, and Bam Adebayo, I'm sorry, and they just got through playing all these guys in the series. And then Draymond turns around and plays like a fucking animal. And he's from Michigan State. All of them play like Neanderthals anyways because the way Tom Izzo teaches them to play football on a basketball court. So it's like he got away with it one game. And in this game, the whole collective of the Celtics said, we're all going to play like that. And shit, they ended up winning that game and Steph got hurt. Like I, I think it's a it's a... It's a dynamic that doesn't work when you have a bunch of guys on your team. Like, Jordan Poole can't get off playing when the game is played like that. Steph Curry has a, is going to have trouble, like, winning you the game when the game is played like that. If you want to win with those guys, you can have Draymond doing crazy shit, but, like, he can't – the other team can't be doing crazy shit back. The other team has to be looking like, what's going on? The Celtics were like, fuck it. You want to play this way? That's cool. Let's go. Let's do it. And they're young enough to be like, we can play this way all night. We don't have, like, bad ankles. And this is not a shot. It's just – these guys are in their thirties. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's not. And that's a good point. It, it, it just gave me like one of those mind explosion moments because I was just sitting there. I was like, <laughs> you know what? I said, I said, if Russ goes here and he goes with age, I said, this motherfucker did boom. And you're right. You're not going to bounce back from these injuries as easy like in your 20s as for, for whenever you're seven, eight years yeah. into your career. Getting up is going to be a little harder. Yeah. Bouncing back from these injuries is going to be a little tougher. Yeah, no, I urge anybody to go back and watch that scrum for the ball because that was indicative of, okay, so, like, Marcus Smart dove in that pile twice. 
Like that that right there, like he got he dove in once, got thrown out by somebody. I forget who it was. It may have been Draymond. He gets thrown out. He gets up like, ugh. Turns around and the ball just so happens to be squirting around still. And you know what he did? Dive, dove back in. He was like, fuck it, we in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? And while everybody else wasn't quick like to get back up and get once once the pile happens on a basketball court, normally it's like, oh, I tried and they roll over. No, Marcus Smart got back in, dove back in, got the ball and then secured the possession. So I think that this the youth is paying off. I think that Jalen Brown, and I want to say this because I think I've said this before, but I want to say it again. I don't think I've said it on wax here, but I want to make sure everybody hears me when I say this. At the end of this series, we are going to be looking at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as equals. We are watching a six six foot seven Dwayne Wade that can shoot threes right now, rock the uh, rock the Warriors to sleep, and everybody's waiting for Tatum to do this and that. It's cool. Tatum's my favorite player. But watch what Jalen Brown is doing. He is tar- he was at one point in that game last night, he was waving off the screen that would have given him a quote unquote easier matchup with Steph Curry and saying, No, I want to go at Draymond Green. I want to make sure he gets fouls or I want to get my bucket. I want to assert myself against him because he's the heart and soul. I want to go ahead and get him out the game and not in a fashion that's dirty or anything like that. Like they, they are good, man. The only people that have been, the only people, sorry, the only people that have been keeping them from making the playoffs for the majority of their career in making these Eastern conference finals and getting this close was LeBron James. And then you had Jimmy Butler, like they played the same people, you know what I'm saying? So, and they went through Giannis, like the, this is not an accident that they're up here at the height and they're, Looking the challenge in the eye and saying we can do coaching is just you dope is just if I were to tell you what were you gonna sell what if I were to tell you that you got your point guard Tony Parker you got your shooting guard Manny Ginobili well there's Marcus Smart there's Jalen Brown and no they don't have a they don't have a power forward Tim Duncan but they do have a forward named Jalen Brown that can get buckets in the post like he showed late in that game last night and it's the same type of branch of branching off them so it's a it's a scary mix man I got the Celtics in six I think they're going to get in and I don't think it's nothing against the Warriors I just think the Celtics are really good good and we about to see I wanted to go ahead and give them the fans their their money's worth and give it a game seven series but how big has Boston Celtics a impact Boston Celtics center the impact of Robert Williams have, has been thus far I see he finished out a stat line I'm doing a Russell not Russell a Sterling job right now uh, he finished out with eight points ten rebounds and four block shots I'm looking at his, his stat line and, and the names that you just ra- rounded off uh Jalen Brown you got Al Horford who's who's playing he's nowhere hey. near his age let me say this too because I did talk about Draymond and he's an amazing player it's just the, it's not necessarily me being like ha ha Draymond this is happening it's more or less that what's interesting to me in my head is the dynamic of someone like Draymond who does control the narrative in games running up on a whole squad of guys that are like nah bro like, we're not going to let you do that to us on multiple occasions. And you're going to have to come out here and play some some offensive. I don't want to say basketball because he plays defense very well and all that kind of stuff. But you're going to have to play some offensive basketball. You're going to have to get some assists. You're going to have to get some offensive boards and some points. We're not just going to let you try to mess up and muck up the pace. And that dynamic is very interesting. And I think that dynamic is the one that's causing the most trouble. And come on, man. 
you're trying to make the game, you're trying to make the game mucked up and rough against a guy that when Giannis screamed at him, he gave him 30. So this is the one team that you don't want to wake up. The Boston Celtics are literally that dude that's in the classroom that don't talk a lot of noise. He never really fights. And Draymond's that guy that fight every day. And one day, the guy that fight every day happened to have something wrong with the quiet dude in the back. And it turns out the quiet dude in the back got them hoes on some levels that we didn't even know. And I think that's what's... Yeah, he's really that dude. And it's I think we're realizing it right now with this Boston Celtics team because... It's just not the fact that they're all good. They play on, they play on a string. Marcus Smart had 20. Jalen had 20-plus or 20. Jalen Brown had 20, and then it's Jason Tatum had 20. First to do, we got to mention that, first to do that since Kareem, Magic, and Michael Cooper. And that's where the Ginobili, the, the Ginobili, the Spurs, three big three kind of thing reference goes into the system. That's like where I'm saying, ha it's catching up, even though it doesn't, but it does. It's weird how that shit works out. They're scary. Very Warriors be afraid. It's funny how you say everything works out. Cause I, I just seen, not that I, I just know, but they refreshed my memory a couple of days ago. Dan Draymond used to play football at Michigan State. He said, it's funny how you said Frankie Izzo teaches them oh. how to play basketball. And I remember they said that it was a spring training or maybe offseason. Draymond went out there and played. A it was spring end. training and it was horrible. Go ahead, though. He wasn't promising, but the thing is that Draymond was out there. He, he made it he through was, practice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's, yeah he made so, it through practice. So, so his mentality uh, is there of a football player. They always used to say that Hoopers, they always, the Hoopers that I met, they always hated playing against football players because we they, we couldn't do anything Bro. but play defense <laughs> and foul. You know what? And, 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 no, we would know, but there's one more thing Rebound. to add to that. No, it's that. Football players look for contact. contact yeah. They crave contact. They want contact. And where basketball players are trying to do a reverse layup and get around you, even if you're around a football player on a basketball court, he's going to find a way to touch you. He has to get – a football player has to have body-to-body contact when doing something athletic. It doesn't matter what they're doing. They have to have some slight collision. If they get a chance, like when they see a loose ball, their eyes light up. When I see, when I have a loose ball and there's a football player around, I don't even go for it because they want it too bad. They're like, fumble! Like, it's not their instincts to fumble. I'm like, nah, I'm good on that. It does feel like home. And that's Draymond. And that's Draymond. It's just familiarity. You just see it. He's, oh, I know what this is. Dr- Draymond is like the actually. He's like the opposite. Yeah. The most time you got the basketball player that ends up playing tight end and starring in the NFL. Yeah. Draymond's the opposite. He's exactly. the tight end that actually. Yes. He's the tight end that actually got on the court. Yeah. He's like, oh. he made it. He's the tight end that made it. So that's how I always view Draymond. So Draymond was the embodiment of all the football players that went out there and stepped on a hardwood. Yeah. So yes. I don't think that Draymond needs to be villainized. I think he needs to be celebrated, okay? Oh, yeah, he, he does need to be celebrated. But right now, it's not working for him. Yeah, yeah. It's not working for him. And, I, I, and, and just like a football player would do whenever he's struggling, what are you going to resort to? Talking shit. But th- there's also another problem with that. He's on the court with a guy, which is not really mentioned. It's not mentioned a whole lot. And Grant Williams accepted the challenge. He was like, man, my team needs someone to come out here. And fucking bang around and fuck with this dude for 48 minutes. I'll be that guy. <laughs> and so it's, hey, man, go do your thing. You always got to have one of those type of players on the team, man. You got to have a guy that's willing to go get in the mud and get dirty and do the dirty deeds for the team. So, yeah, so it's I, just. I was just gonna say it's just that they're young. I was just gonna, it's just that they're young. Like we're just seeing, oh shit! As sooner or later, like in anything you go to, the best person 
isn't going to get beat by the people in their like class. He's going to get beat by the people that are training to beat him later. And these young guys have been sitting here watching the Warriors. Like the Celtics team is not built like this by a mistake. They have a center that can switch everything. They have both all every, everybody on that team can switch everything. Like they, they don't have to worry about mismatches on defense. They all can shoot except for one guy. And you know what? He doesn't need to be able to shoot because all he's doing is rim running. Like it's just, a, and he plays really good defense, Tom Lord, because it slows down time for a block shot. Say, mm. and he always late. But you know what I'm saying? Except when it comes to blocking shots. But you know what I'm saying? But he, but the, it's just, it's just the youth. It's just seeing a team that's young coming to their own. And I think that the Warriors just happen to be, hey, their Warriors dying battle. It's not over well, yet. I mean, yeah, you go out on your shield, man. Hey, game four is tomorrow. So what are we looking forward to game four? And then what are your predictions? Excuse me, going into game four, this is going to be, or they're going back to the garden or they're going to be at Oracle. It's in, it's in Boston again. Okay, so they're going to the garden. Yeah. 2 2 one, one, one. Yeah. Yeah, I think Boston goes up at home. 3 1 on the series. I think game five, Golden State wins. And then it might end in, might end in six. But yeah, that's, I, that, that's the order I think it may go, but I think. Uh, uh, that's the order. I think we agree right there. Like as far as like the order of wins and losses. And excuse me. And the reason why shout out to Jameson Irish whiskey. If you have a fringe fan in me. And if ever you need me to advertise anything for you guys, you can holler at us here at sports sushi. But, um, I drink Jameson uh, <laughs> on the rocks, baby. No mixers. But now, now I think that just the same pattern, the pattern of wins and losses are, are what we have. But I think that what's going to be a key moment is going to be that's going to make that happen is in game four. I think that the Warriors should win that game. Like everything about the game and what I'm looking forward is I think they should. But man, as we said, I just said a little while ago, the basketball warriors, bats like warriors die in battle. And these young guys here seem like they have another one of those games that they can steal in their back pocket. And so that's why I thought I always thought it was gonna go six because I think that the way that the Boston Celtics stole that game one against the Nets. And this is not saying the Nets are, oh, the Nets, this is all to do with Boston. The way that team was able to keep their composure and steal that game and steal other games, that kind of quality to be able to sneak up on somebody, Birds used to do that a lot, and steal games in the last part of the game, that quality in a team is very hard to beat and very scary. So it's like you survive that third quarter from the Warriors, which they're able to do, and then it becomes... Who gonna survive to the end? And these young boys have just they have what it takes, man. So I think that game four is gonna be a close one. I think it's gonna hurt, it's gonna hurt their heart, but I don't think that the Warriors are gonna let anybody close them out at home at this point. And so I think that they'll win that. And of course, the game six, you go back to Boston. I think it's time for them to be about that action and get that. Nay. But you heard it here first. If you ain't heard it here, nowhere else. So he got Boston game six, and I gotta, I gotta agree. Maybe the game happened a little different, but uh, I'm still holding out for a seven game series in the NBA. They love a little bit of drama. Be entertained. Can yeah. I say this? Can I, I will say this has been. I'll say it. this is this has been one of the most entertaining finals as far as like the way the games are being refereed and letting them play that that I've watched in a long time because I wasn't a fan of. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't a fan of the freedom of movement. I'm not a fan of 1980 tackle a guy, but I was never a fan of like free, freedom of movement and don't touch me at all and all that kind of, I was never a fan of that. So I like to see how the refs in this game, literally to me, it looks like the ref are saying, look guys, 
This is for all the marbles. You guys, we're only going to call fouls if it's truly egregious. If you get thrown to the floor, if someone's going to take it too far, and then if y'all get overhand, we'll call some texts, get this shit back in order. But we're going to basically, to me, they're giving us the perfect mix of the what was freedom of movement because they still don't allow you just to hold the guy. But they've mixed it. It's a lot. It's like an elevated version of the early 2000s game. There's there's some there's enough. There's not as much physicality and bumping allowed, but there's enough to where you can make the offensive player know that you're there. Because I think they got to a point where, and this is probably just me going on a tangent, but I just thought they got to a point where it was like we don't even want the defender to be there. There, we just want you to float by the offensive player, and if he misses, and that's not basketball. So like. I like the fact it's gotten back to the point where the guy might, he might put his forearm in you a little bit when you drive by. Like, you might get a hip bump when you try to go through. Like, it's cool. I think that's something that needs to be in basketball and was taken away from the game and honestly made the game worse. So, that's, it's been like, this has been a really, really good finals to watch just basketball-wise. I don't really care about the storylines or anything like that. Just as far as the product on the floor, all 82 games should be played like these are being played. Like, all of them should be played like this. There's no reason why all games should not have this type of ability to get that intense just for the simple fact that the refs are not just sitting out there waiting for someone to get breathed on or waiting for someone to run into somebody or do anything like that. They're just like, literally, we're not going to call shit unless we look at it like, yo, you like, there's nothing the man can do. You fouled him. So I like that shit, man. Yeah, I agree. I'm always a pro let them play when it comes to uh, officiating and refing. As long as you're not out there mugging and blatantly like it's not deliberate or blatant fouls or anything like that of that sort. So we're going to go ahead and tiptoe over to the NCAA College Football Hall of Fame. is, And there are some first time finalists, some I feel some surefire winners Mm -hmm. and ahead. So let's just go ahead and just... Can I go over the rules and stuff? I did. I know. Hey, shout out to my nigga Sterling, bro. We got you. So I went ahead and looked up the rules. I looked up the rules and so are the, I guess, the parameters of it. So like, uh, for those listening, this is for the College Football Hall of Fame and how they vote, because I know y'all thinking like there's so many college football players. So eighty, so there's 80 players and nine coaches from football subdivisions and 96 players, like 33 coaches from divisional ranks. There's a lot of people on there. You know what I'm saying? So here's how it goes. More than, uh, what is it? More than 5.54 like million people have played college football. Only 1,056 players have been inducted so far. You have to be a first-team All-American. Let me see... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you have to be a first team All American, and they look into what you did outside of football. So they do take some sort of morality into account. But the main thing is the selection committees. Like, what is it? It's Archie Griffin's a part of the selection committee, and so they give this big. They give basically they give this big ass list of like eighty players to uh, about twelve thousand people around around what is it called the National Football Foundation. Yeah, the National Football Foundation. They send that out. And basically, whoever gets voted on this list gets to go in. And there was one pretty cool rule. It has to be within the last 50 years. Uh, let's see. I think it's either within the last 30 or within the last 50 years. You have to have played. With, basically, if, you did, if you've played after 1973, y'all can do the math out there. If you played after 1973, you can't be in this. So you don't have to worry about someone not getting in because, oh, Joe Schmo from 1919. We forgot about him. They don't do that. but And they do say that it's not a requirement. Some of them take it to account whether you graduated or not. So there's a lot of different little things to go into. And keep in mind, it's all college football, but it's a pretty dope thing. I didn't really know too much about it. To you, you know what I'm saying? We, we talked about it earlier this week and we talked about, or we talked about it earlier today. And so I was like, oh, 
I was like, let me see what this is about. And it was pretty interesting. And the players on there are all, I don't know. Like, you can go over the list of players. Boogie, but damn, they're all favorites. <laughs> okay, some of the players, are the. let's start with the big name, first-time guys that that are here. No stranger to college football, glory and greatness, Tim Tebow, first uh, name on there. And I'm not that big of a Gator fan, but I'm pretty certain he goes in. He's a shoe-in. Alex Smith from his Utah days at Utah. Ryan Lee. What do you think? What do you think about... What do you think about Alec? Because I'm like, okay. Smith and Doe at Utah. And Utah was, oh, and they were undefeated. Uh, that was yeah. like 2005. The whole BCS thing, they didn't yeah. play for a national. That That's, was before the playoffs and that whole voting or the uh, computer system they had. I remember nice, he that. might have to wait. Yeah. He might have to wait. Yeah. I don't think he goes in the first. Tim Tebow definitely. Ryan going in was first. A, yeah, Tim Tebow is definitely is a shoe-in. Ryan Leaf is the other quarterback that's a first-time. Here's my question to you. Do you think he goes in more so for his talent and what he did or more so for the story of Ryan Leaf? I think if Ryan Leaf goes in, they're going to – they got to – take into consideration obviously the shit that you did you do on the wish problem but i think that they put him in eventually and the story is the story is a part of it is i don't even though that's, that's the interesting thing about ryan leaf because if he doesn't do it like that he was amazing in college football that's how you get to be the point to be the number one pick or whatever but no just for the simple fact that his whole story in totality that's like ryan leaf whether you love it hate it laugh at it scoff at it whatever like his whole, the interesting nature of that whole story is like what we look at. So it's, if you are the this foundation of football that's national, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be putting this guy in, that's what I'm thinking. You can't just put in just college. Like you gotta yeah. put in like things happen later. Like yeah, and, and one of those things I think I think he doesn't get in the first time. I think he sits for a while. His he doesn't go in maybe like first. I, I really think that he gets in eventually. I don't think yeah. he'll get in the first go around. It's other names in there that I think that's going to get in before Ryan Leaf, like Ray Lewis, Warwick Dunn. Man, but ooh, wait, here's one though. When because I read Ray Lewis too, and I was like, ooh, guess what? He deserves being. Yes, he does. But when you read all their rules, they be on some baseball uh, shit. So will Ray Lewis get in? He might. He probably will. That's another thing. Like Reggie Bush is another one. Like he's another guy on there. The best. Yeah. Wait, let me say this boogie. Let's take a deep breath. We right. lived it. I'm going to say this. I think you'll agree. Mm-hmm. In college football, mm-hmm. in the totality entire time of college football, mm-hmm. the most electrifying player to ever touch a football was Reggie Bush. Yes. Yep. I do not think I, that we can argue. Think, yeah. The kids don't understand that. They, they, they don't know what it was like. Like Reggie Bush and USC was primetime television when it came to college football. That whole Boogie. roster was crazy, dude. But Reggie Bush, you don't like. Let me go ahead and stand on my my, my soapbox real quick. You, we see you, Dale. Yeah. But go ahead, go ahead, Boogie. Do your thing. We you, see you, Dale. But go ahead, Boogie. You motherfuckers do not understand what it meant to see this man draw a whole defense on any given fucking Saturday or Friday, whenever they played to one side of the field, suck them all in. And then cut to the other side and burn everybody for a fucking touchdown. Like he was that guy. Beautiful, beautiful Bro, plays. I got I, two I mean, words for you. I gotta do it. Two go words. Ahead, Reggie time. 
It's Reggie time. There's nothing you so, can do when you see when, hey, when Reggie used to get the ball in there, you can say all you did was look to the sky. So it's Reggie time. And your eyes yep, was glued. Yep. Swear to God, yep. I've never, not ever in any highlight video before. And I'm sure someone that watched Archie Griffins can disagree with me. I'm sure there's other players that you've seen. Willis McGay, he was amazing. I got you, Dale. We're going to let you in here. But I swear to God, <laughs> like in my entire time of watching football, like Reggie Bush, when he touched the football, the world, I swear to God, the world stopped. It was yeah, like, wait, because yeah. this little nigga might score. No matter where he got it from, bro, I swear he was the most electrifying college football player that I have ever seen in my life. I swear to you. That's, that's, I, I just had to get that out here while we're talking about College Football Hall of Fame, and I know they're going to try and home because I had some shit. And look, man, they're going to try to hold him because of the Heisman shit. And look, man, don't be trying to come for us on the social medias and shit. All you motherfuckers that want to come, come for me. Yeah. You can and, come and for me. And, and bring up old names like Sanders, Bojack. Hey, look, man, we wasn't around for that shit, man. All right. We was around. Even, yeah. We was Boogie. around to see Reggie. All right. No, no, Boogie, look. Even yeah. if we were, even if we weren't, y'all that looked at Barry and saw Bo, they're great and awesome. But they did not capture the right. world. Maybe Bo. But he didn't even have that effect of... He was rich. Like, you had... I, man, you had to he live dated in Arkansas. Arkansas. No, fuck that. Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have never seen a man. You described it your way. And you described it how he could suck a defense in and then go the other way. Y'all, for those that are too young to know what this looked like and to know what we lived and watch, go watch a clip on YouTube. Go put in Reggie Bush shakes Arkansas. Not an Arkansas DB. Not an Arkansas linebacker. He shook the state. The whole entire state. The man took off full speed. By the way, he had, let's just put it into perspective. He had the juking ability of a Barry Sanders and he had the speed of name the fastest guy you've ever seen running with the football. He was up there with him. So he runs full speed one way towards the sideline. Then he stops abruptly. He doesn't turn his body though, America. He keeps his body straight as he's looking forward. He has so much momentum. He does like a hip stretch move forward. <laughs> and then cuts up the field and scores doesn't he doesn't reggie bush did not just cut the ball back and gain 20 y'all he reggie scored was, reggie was that like how my boy said that electrifying of a player in college college football man that. yeah he, he to me <laughs> it was like it was like I, it, he was must see tv when it came he to was must see tv bro boogie remember Notre dame let their grass grow <laughs> Y'all, Notre Dame let their grass grow longer to try to keep this man from getting busy. Yeah. And you know what he did? Got did. busy on their ass. The Reggie Bush push. Whether you like yeah. USC, you hate USC. Like, Reggie like, Bush is most electric. Yeah. Like, he's long, most electric. Lightning in a bottle. Like Long grass, crazy. no grass. He on your ass. All right? So that's, on, that's what Notre Dame found out that day. Let's go ahead and get to the other names that's on this list. Uh, just to rattle off, Oklahoma State guy and a receiver and local uh, missing uh, on a milk carton guy, Justin Blackman. Yeah. Oh, here's a name. But Penn State, a former Penn State running back, Kijana Carter. Oh. Oregon, Oregon running back, Michael James. Now, that's another guy. Hey, I would hold up. Wait a minute. Say that, yeah, he hey. deserves uh, his that's, flowers. Look. That's you. another one you got to live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's another one you had to yeah. live. 
Yeah, Michael James was a you had to be there type type of a player. He was a home run hitter. Like you yes. put the ball in his hands, it, it can be punt return. You could be a screen pass. A finished, little, little he, finished, he finished second in the Heisman to Cam, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was like, he, he was another exciting player to watch. Not like Reggie Bush, and he couldn't do the things like Reggie Bush could do to a whole defense. But he was a home run type of player. No matter where you put the ball at or you gave him the ball on the field, he was a threat to take it all the way. Yeah, he um, could do it all. Yeah, that, had, that was when Chip Kelly revolutionized college football offense. Chip Kelly had the boys out there going ham. But LaMichael you know, James, LaMichael James was stupid with it. Yeah, LaMichael James was definitely a guy that, that I wanted to see succeed very bad in the NFL. I think he ended up uh, with the Buccaneers, I, I want to say, maybe. I'm not sure because I remember uh, he was in Madden for a few seasons. And I was, <laughs> this man said, I, this man yeah. said I, made you, I made you what I needed you to be. Yeah. He was in Madden for a few seasons. And I remember I, I used to uh, pick him up all the time wherever I see him in the free agent. Boston College Amazing. linebacker Luke. <laughs> Boston College linebacker Luke Keekley also was is on here. Oh, and shit, D'Angelo Williams from Memphis. From Memphis, that's another now guy. He was, yeah, he was really fun to watch. And it, it was the I believe it was the forty nine the forty nine ers who got him. I look that up for you. But it was the forty nine. We got red. They were red in like a tan color. So you got that right. Yeah, you know oh, that, yeah. that pewter and gold. Get pewter, pewter. Yes, I was yeah. gonna say pewter, but I didn't know the people was gonna know. But yes, pewter. Oh, and shit, they got a typo here. They say Kentucky quarterback, Tim Couch. We all know Nebraska, Tim Couch. Now, let's go ahead and talk about that guy real quick. Oh, Lord. Tim Couch, Let's, let's just say, I think I've done a special on Tim Couch. No, not Tim Couch, Eric Couch. You're talking about Eric Crouch. Oh, shit, they talking about Nebraska. the real Kentucky quarterback. Oh, see, I, I'm Tim? thinking of Eric Crouch. They talking about Tim now, Couch. He's oh, in there. I don't know if Eric Crouch yeah. is in there, but since we're on the subject. Yeah, let's talk about Eric Crouch. Let Shit. me tell you guys, let me take you back in time and tell you a story about the coldest motherfucker. <laughs> like, okay, so before before Reggie Bush was the most electrifying player, it was Eric Crouch. Let me tell you, quarterback from Nebraska. And when I tell you this motherfucker can do every, like, it was Say Hut and it's on. <laughs> it, literally, that was the offense. Say Hut, Johnny Manziel could never. I'm not, I'm just going to. Like this man had the speed. He was like White Vic. No lie, no joke. There it goes. He just he didn't have he didn't have the arm strength though. Let's no, let, that's he why he didn't succeed. Let's be real. Michael Vick was better. He could throw ninety yards on the field. But as far as like getting niggas up out of there and scoring touchdowns with your feet, yeah, he was White Mike. Yeah, <laughs> speed option, triple option, QB sweeps. Like he he was that guy. And I remember all the coverage on Eric Crouch leading up to his fateful day with the Miami Hurricanes. And boy, did they have a answer for him. Bring I on them. Yeah, they had an answer for Eric Crouch. Yeah, 11 niggas. Yeah. Which, which, yeah. <laughs> that's that's and, what the answer was. They said, oh, you, right. got this, you got him out of style and all. And all see, right, and, we got and, something and, for you. Yeah, it's crazy because I remember the, the situation that happened around it. It was a situation that happened around it. One of my, my former friends who lived down the, the way from me, he would always come to my house after football practice. We'll hang out to watch sports and shit or shit and shoot the shit with all our other friends. But he will always sit there and talk about Eric Crouch and how Eric Crouch is this, how Eric Crouch is that, and how Eric Crouch was going to be this guy and that. And I'm sitting there. This was around the time where I started to get and pay a lot of attention to college football. And I sat there and I was like, Eric Crouch is everything that I've seen on Eric Crouch on ESPN that they aired was amazing, but everything was done with his feet. It was like no real passes. Right. It was, he didn't but, need it. 
Yeah, he didn't eat <laughs> it. Until, because, until that fateful day night in Miami. <laughs> yeah, they had an answer for him, and the rest is history. They ended up winning the Natty, and boom, Miami started or started the second run off that. Eric Crouch, now one of the things that was notable was, to me, about Eric Crouch was when he got drafted. So he got uh, drafted to the Rams. Rams. Yes, and, I thought it would be nice, too, because yeah, that's but, when it was the greatest show on turf. Yep, so... He was drafted to be a receiver, not a quarterback. Yep. And with his quarterback background, they were even talking about him getting put in on some trick plays and stuff like that, even back then. So looking at you, Taysom Hill, so you're not that special. Hey, Taysom, you yeah. were that special that fateful day against Texas. You yeah. were that special that day against UT, because damn, yeah. I thought Taysom Hill was the truth. Played UT that day, I was like, oh so, my God. Yeah. Taysom Hill w- 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 was nice in college. I just think that... Not, you know, this dude don't even fuck bitches. He just yeah. killed Texas yeah. by himself. So Taysom was nice in college, man, but it's just that I think that because of the time and the injuries and stuff like that, the window has passed, but we'll get into that. I'm, I, I'm a Saints fan. I don't hate Taysom Hill. I just don't think that we should... I think we should cut our losses and move on. And start I'm an Oklahoma with. fan. Taysom Hill, oh. I love you. Yeah, I love so, you, bro. I'm an Oklahoma fan. Taysom Hill, I love you, bro. That day was so uh, much fun. But but yes, man. So it's it's a lot of notable names on on this list. Oh, Tony Gonzalez, California Tony Gonzalez. Oh yeah, uh, Cal. And, and while I'm at Cal, I just wanted to say beast mode on that hoe. And you know what I'm saying? And those uh, yes. of y'all that remember, and those that are young and are old enough to remember beast mode in college when he was rocking that one oh. Hey, oh, yeah. he's smoking. And when he jumped on the car, the gator starts swinging the gator. Doom, 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 doom. Hey, tell me where to go. Hey, tell me where to go. Hey, nah, nah. Beastmo needs to be in every Hall of Fame. He yeah, is his football culture. Marshawn Lynch is how you said it. His football culture. He is. If you play football and you from the urban areas, you understand Marshawn. Marshawn is man of the people. Is a champion of the people. He's a champion in the game too. Yeah, champion of life. Sometimes you just gotta run through a motherfucker face. Damn. Like the quotes are forever. I'm just here so I don't get fined. fine. <laughs> yeah, Seattle, and I know that whenever he got drafted to Buffalo, he, he didn't, it wasn't his town, man. He was just like, oh, man, they all he still was, was but, but no, you know what? You're right, but he still put in work in Buffalo. Yeah, he put in, for that. He still, yeah. He put in work in Buffalo, but it's just that he wasn't going to finish his career in Buffalo. And and I noticed whenever he went to Seattle, he started to play with a lot more of that physicality. Yes, that I, I, I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, they got a lot more physical, and I think that was better suited his play style. Because the situation in Buffalo at the time, it wasn't, they didn't really have much offensively. Oh, no, uh, they're starting quarterback. Who was that cat? Lossman? J.P. Lossman, yes. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, he did Lossman. a lot of that. He lost, man. He did a lot of that. Those out there in America that wonder why Buffalo fans are so fucking excited and we're happy for them, it's because we watch JP Lossman. We watch JP Lossman. Y'all deserve deserve everything that y'all have right now. Yeah, if you had to go sit through JP Lossman as your quarterback, yeah, man. I remember, I think, I want to say JP Lossman had a good, Senior last year of college. I don't know if he came out early. He came out as a Wasn't senior. It, was it Toledo? No, it was Tulane. Who was it? Tulane. Tulane. That's Tulane. Yeah. yeah. So he went out there and had a hell of a season. And it was a good season. But let's be honest. Like Tulane, the conference that they play in ain't exactly something that you no. would make the front page of the sports. Or the sports page is just not that type of situation. So when he went in there, I already 
knew that what they were in for. But shout out to Marshawn, man, Beast Mode went over to see. I, I love it. I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you leave this out because I am a Marshawn fan. I've been one since he was at Cal. I will say this though: the run that made him famous. Yeah. So I want to say this. Wait, wait, wait. It's not just the run. It's what he did at the end of the run and the way he crossed the end zone line. Like that made me say, that's the trillest football player I've ever seen. Let me tell you something. So I and this is where I was at whenever that that whenever I seen that play. So I was at one of my, I don't know what you would refer to them as, but uh, I was at, I guess, a, a former friend house or acquaintance or whatever. Yeah. Whatever how you want to call it. I was over there and me and me and him was watching the game. So we were just sitting there and he's a Saints fan too. And I remember, and I remember I'm just sitting there and I'm like, the fuck dog is here. I'm watching the game and he's, he, he trying to tell me that, that the Saints are going to win and bop, 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 bop. And I'm sitting there, he's uh, his girl and became his wife in the future. Me and her are sitting there. I'm telling her, like, the thing is this, is that nobody really repeats anymore when it comes to the NFL championship. So I wasn't even expecting a, a win. <laughs> I was expecting them to really just, if you advance. Give you a reason to cheer. Yeah. Give me a reason to cheer, but I'm not expecting you to win. The, the, te- the numbers just aren't on your side. History is not on your side. Whenever I sat there and I'm watching this play unfold, and I just like I said, oh shit! Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember who it was. I, I, maybe Tracy Porter. It was somebody <laughs> who got down. It was a lot. It was a lot of yeah. fun. He got <laughs> down on the first inceptions of Beastquake. Whatever it first started happening, he was one of the guys that got pushed to the ground, stiff armed or juked or whatever. Got up and tried to go for the second half and got <laughs> flung off again. That was the time I said, oh, no, this motherfucker. That was the greatest run that I've seen in all the sports. I'm going to say this, man. A lot of you people that never seen Adrian Peterson, son of the run, and I don't mean AP from Oklahoma, AP from Georgia State that played ball for the Chicago Bears. This Adrian Peterson, the original son of the run, was... (laughs) Son of the run. Yeah, no, Google it. It, Now, it... Excuse me. It's it's all pixelated and shit like that now because it's, it's been some time. But the son of the run by Adrian Peterson, and I want to say it's not Peterson with a T, it's with a D, was one of the most brutal runs that I've seen in college ball and in the pros. But the beast quake, yeah, man. AP has some good some good rumbles let me, too. Let me take you through how I saw this. And yeah, first thing I ain't seen a motherfucker run through New Orleans like that since Katrina. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say, oh, I'm gonna say, oh my God. When I saw it, I was watching it on TV. I remember I said, oh, he broke another one. Oh, he's still going. Oh, shit, he's still going. And then oh I saw God. Porter, I saw Porter, whoever it was, come back from one. I said, oh, and he's going to get seconds. He's going to get seconds. Like, that's the first time I really saw a dude. That's how long, like we said, Beast Mode transitioning from a speed, which is amazing in itself, a speed elusive back. To a power back, but the run was so long that he stiff on one nigga was trucking through other niggas. The guy had time to get up, catch up, and get a second plate. That was, and to me, in my mind, I said, then grab your oh. when you jump across the line. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I want to say, uh, Roman Harper was involved in that as well. And and I've oh. I've, I've I've always been hey, like, that's how Roman Harper got that great patch. That Bro, piece. Roman, Roman <laughs> Harper has been in some 
No, he ain't got no oh, Roman Harper ain't got no great pass. Roman Harper whole head is great. Like that Roman day. Harper <laughs> in, in, in a lot of big plays against the defense, Roman Harper was like always involved in some way. So yeah, big stress on, on Roman Harper, man. Shot, shot. I used to rag on you. I used to hate you, hate on you, curse you out. But uh, man, look, man, I appreciate it. I'm sorry. Shout out to you, Roman. But yeah, that was one of the more impactful runs that I've seen. I don't think that. I don't want to speak too soon, but I just don't. I'm not a believer in that. We'll, we'll, we'll go into that's the top yeah. list. But yeah, Marshawn Lynch. Now he does just for not even for the NFL. So we just got on a tangent though, because if you talk yeah. about beast mode, you got to talk about the beast. Club. But uh, and it is two versions of that. We'll get into those at a later date or one of our. I get an honorable, honorable mention though. One yeah. honorable mention though to Eric Berry at Tennessee. He's also, I believe, he's on the list as well so shout out to him as well you know what i'm saying oh yeah and yeah that, that i'm gonna I'm keep it there you know what i'm talking about there's, 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 no there's dallas clark like there's a lot like if you ever if you have a chance y'all just go look up the list like literally they send people 80 guys and because so many guys play college football they let they basically let them pick through those guys and you know what i'm saying who makes it so there's a lot there's a toby gerhardt there's a lot, like, guys, there's a lot of guys. If you know who Toby Gerhardt is, Josh Heupel's yeah. on that. You know there's a lot of names that 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 you you would think that. Put like oh, this. shit, Brady James is on that bitch. There's a lot of guys on this. Like, I'm going, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Okay, we can end it after this one. We can just tell everybody, have good luck. Even though I'm an Oklahoma fan, I got to say, Derrick Johnson's on the whole too. Boom, he got to make it, too. Oklahoma fan, Derrick Johnson got to be on the yeah. He got to make it. Yeah, Derek Derek Johnson was a motherfucking monster at UT dude. Yeah. One of the one of the most. And you know what? Carlos Dansby was also a good line. He's on the list too. Yeah, I, I don't know. Damn. I, I, we like literally go James Lauren yeah. Itis is all right. We're done. All right, now come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah James yeah. Lauren. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about, about, Who I feel for is the panel because having to narrow down a, a, a list like this, yeah, it's you can go back and forth on this list for days about who yeah, she But I, I like how they do it, though. I like how they go yeah. through, they have a year cap on it, and they may, they get a list of 80 guys, and they send it out and let, you, let them choose and say whoever gets the votes makes it and whoever doesn't. Like, it's pretty interesting to see that they found a way to do it because, like I said, over 5 million people have played college football, so, like... They found How a way to narrow, narrow it down. down. Yeah, narrow it down and get all of it. And it's still going on to 2023. So that's yeah, dope. Reggie better be in that bitch, though. Real. Oh, yeah. So I think uh, T Bone Reggie, Reggie gets in. I think time, he's going to get in eventually, but I think sooner than Ryan. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, start moving along. Uh, inside the distance <laughs> with Ernie Green. <laughs> if you're a boxing fan or a fan of watch the bar league pitches and still have the verbal fastball, go inside the distance with Ernie Green every Monday night live in the Discord server. Moving over to the NFL, we have the Broncos went on sale to who? Walmart. Um, yes, literally. The eldest yeah, literally. son of Walmart bought the team. So uh, at a record... Uh, Sam Walden. Isn't it Sam yeah, Walden? Walton, something of the sort. Yeah, Walton. Uh, but his, what is his name? Rob? His name is like Rob Walton. Big Rob, I call him. Big Rob. A big bank Rob uh, done, uh, went ahead and got the winning bid for the Denver Broncos, which is the biggest, if I'm not mistaken, uh, purchase in professional sports history or just sports history, period. Ooh. Let's get that figure. I know it's like around like $4 billion or something like I that. I got you. Yeah, it's a pretty big figure. Oh, there it is. Uh, $4.65 uh, billion. Now, money, man. I will say this now. That's all interesting, and it is. 
But I want people to pay attention to this. This is it might make us the same, might make us different. Not many with other sports people out there. So when I saw this, the first thing that came to my head is I and let me go ahead and put this out here. I am one of the believers in the fact that I believe that the salary cap is a myth. And that was proven this week. Shout out to Pac Mac. That was proven this week by cash over cap. And so if you look at this and you go look up cash over cap to understand it, it is basically if you got the bread, you can write the checks you need to write and everything else don't really matter because you always got the money in your pocket to pay for what you need to pay for. With a guy like Big Rob buying this team, now we have a team that, for instance, could do something hypothetically, oh, I can pay my quarterback. I have his money in the cap and it's all there in the salary cap. We got that. But I have the ability to, let's say, if I need to go get another defensive player, a receiver, uh, a running back, any, any, just you pick, name it, name whatever position you want to name. If I want to go get an extra player, I can literally go out there, have the money to pay him in cash. And I think that Matthew Stafford got paid like $41 million in check, like in a check, you know what I'm saying? So that they have the ability to get everybody else paid at the same time. So basically what I'm saying is the cap don't mean shit. So Walmart buying the Broncos means something because now they can go after everything. Yes, yes. So in the future, this this is what it means to me in the future is that any future teams that might get sold, and this directly impacts me in a way because Gail Benson, the owner of the Saints, also said that she, her intentions are to sell the team. whenever Because she said that her words is, whenever I go, I can't take it with me. So... At some point, she's going to sell the team. And so what they were saying is that normally where you would pay the normal price for, I want to say, I'm trying to see what the usual price for the, like the average, but they just said that you can expect like teams since this sale that a lot of team owners are potentially going to cash in. And It's kind of smart though. Go ahead. Yeah. Though. It's smart to do yeah, so. And they said because of this purchase, a lot of teams will get evaluated at a, a higher price now, looking at around on average eight to ten billion. I think that you go ahead. I was just gonna say just because if you think about the people that are buying them are like, look, the Nike's about to try feel night, but Nike's about to try to buy the Portland Trailblazers. These are entities that like are big money entities that we know. Walmart, Nike, you know what I'm saying? Like those type of guys there. They're not finna stop making money anytime soon. Like, why not? I'm surprised Jeff Bezos ain't throw his name in the head. I bet you he out there trying. Yeah. So yeah, man. Uh, it's, it's... team up with a black guy. Team yeah. up with a black guy. Do it. If you team with a black guy and do it, it'll be live. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please. They gonna go there. Right. They go. They go. They gonna go there and knock on the door. Anyone here? You see, we had a meeting today. Where we at? <laughs> <Did he? laughs> Whoever the the, the uh, Diddy's the owner of, I, they will be in contention for the most popular team every year. So he's going. I just see that. Yeah, Man, you know what? please. I can see them owners looking up. We will not let join our club. <laughs> we so, we have worked too long and too hard to keep those dark him out of here so okay the we might have to slide in like a light-skinned person in there man you can get a foot in the door you know nah, we don't work no more let me tell you we don't work no more they view us the same drake what about drake we might have to go ahead and slide drake in this hey, they will hey. let drake in before they let if you ain't if you ain't hey when it comes to the nfl owners if you ain't pale you're going ahead but no realistically i would like let to see stop. somebody <laughs> I, I would like to see it, but all yeah. jokes aside, I would like. I, to see I would like, but realistically, I think it will come from 
someone like LeBron. I think LeBron would realistically would be like the first person. It's gonna to, be know, a mixture of people. Like when yeah. P Diddy said that when Pete, what is it? P Diddy Puff Diddy, love, P. Diddy Pop love, yeah, love, yeah, all that is all of that. Everything you call him from ever and all ever always. When he had his little conglomerate together, what he had like the collective of people, I think that's something that's good that can happen. I do think the NFL needs to do that, not necessarily just with black people in general, but I do think that they need to find a way to make ownership in the NFL seem more like a kind of like privilege more than this is just here in mind I'm gonna do because I think that would help the league because if you have a constant a, a constant need to be a respectable franchise otherwise someone's gonna come out from underneath me and buy me or someone's gonna try try to buy try to buy me out I want to stay relevant so no one feels the need to because the only reason why someone would want to buy the Broncos because someone's falling off or, you know what I'm saying, they see some sort of way to creep their way in. So winning teams, that doesn't happen to us. So I think it'd be an incentive. I think that's something that, that I'd like to see, actually. I'm not going to lie. Let me just get to the chase, y'all. I don't like Daniel Snyder, and I think Daniel Snyder needs to give his team up. You're a racist dude. You're a sexist dude. You're a gross dude. And you're in the middle of Chocolate City, and you don't even like niggas. So you need to get the fuck up out of Dodge, homeboy. That's basically how I feel. All the other shit I just said was a bunch of bullshit for me to just say, Daniel Snyder, you need to get the fuck out of Dodge. No one likes you. No one likes yeah, you. Yeah. No one likes I, you. All right, you can go ahead. Hey. Shame, but uh, but I'm gonna say this though. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Snyder. They need to make. They need to make Daniel Snyder walk. They need to make Daniel Snyder walk butt naked through Prince George's County barefoot on uh, glasses, feet bleed while a nigga dribble a basketball. He's not going to ring a bell. A nigga going to dribble a basketball behind him and just boom every time he dribbles. Shame. Bro- bro- broken glass of beer bottles and 40s and shit. Yeah, because I'm saying like this. Yeah, and, 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 and fucking the crack vials and shit. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, meth, all that. Make yeah. Daniel Snyder walk through all that. Yeah, barefooted. Yeah. In the summertime, too. You know how hot it get in D.C. and Mercury. Yeah, throw some salt. Let people stand around him and throw salt on the ground as he yeah. walks. So it burns. <laughs> so it burns. How the niggas going to be like, damn, you don't like that nigga. You going on biblical punishments. Yes. 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 Hey, yes. Okay. yes. 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 Right. He's all of that. Yeah, throw salt on the ground it. while you walk on glass and drugs. Nigga, I want that yeah. shit to burn. And hey, we're so not even going to bring it. Bring out a, a fucking what's them fucking whips them the the cat and nine tails or whatever the fuck that shit is yeah, uh-huh. fucking, fucking whips with the little metal things at the end yeah yep. we ain't they use on them back then but um no he don't even need that you don't even need that just let some niggas follow him and if he slowed down hit him on his big toe with a belt buckle pat <laughs> 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 this was the time you touched that woman and she didn't like it pat speed up like you need yeah. to get your ass going now daniel snyder you deserve to get kicked out that's, a, yeah. that's just not a good human being jack del rio fuck you sorry yeah, you fuck anybody, you anybody that hasn't been on the opposite end of a, a belt buckle a session let me tell you something man it, it hurts they hurt, all right. As a kid, they, they used to get catch whippings with belts. <laughs> they hurt, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes the wrong end comes first. Yes. So you let the yes. wrong end. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, I, what, uh, if you didn't dude. fuck up in the first place, you wouldn't be in that situation. Exactly. Yes. You know who else? You know what nigga need a, his goddamn ass whoop? Deshaun Watson. Oh Lord. This man added again, another girl comes forward. I think it's 24 now. Came forward about another allegation. It's not looking, yeah, it ain't looking, it ain't looking good for him. I'm gonna be honest. I think, I know I, whenever he, the trade happened, 
I said this. I said, we were going to find out if the quarterback position for the Cleveland Browns is truly cursed. And from what it is looking like, I know this is carryover from the uh, the Texans. He did all this stuff while he was in Houston. But I don't I, I don't see him playing this season. Not after all this. Here's what I have. Before I say what I got to say, I got before I say <clears throat> what I'm going to say, I have to at least put out here that, no, I don't agree with him. I do not think that what he did was right. I think it's weird and gross. And he's, he's, he's obviously has a like a fetish of some sort. And he's an idiot for the way he attacked how to go about getting it, getting off. But I will say this. I will say this. As far as the NFL is concerned, I have to stay in a neutral state because what happens with these types of cases is that the court of public opinion tends to try to become like the judge, jury, executioner, and we cannot let that happen. Like, we can feel however we want to feel. You can hate Deshaun Watson. You can love him. I really don't give a fuck. Feel however you want to feel about this motherfucker. The fact of the matter is he has not been charged with criminal crime and his civil cases are yet to be completed so at this time if we were to if he was to be suspended then the nfl would just be doing it to acquiesce to a bunch of people that do not like him you know what i'm saying do not like what he did which the people that agree with that are like that's fine fuck him he shouldn't get to do anything but we cannot sit here and realistically say it's okay to try to take a man's livelihood or try to take his job off of something that one has gone to a grand jury and has not been he hadn't been indicted and they have not they did not do any criminal charges now if that changes in the future we can go back all i'm saying is and i have a lot of other things to say about it but what i'm saying the main thing is we all need to take a step back nfl and i think the nfl is doing that because they did get it wrong with Zeke. We, when they suspended Zeke for six games, we found out later that, oh, shit, the chick was, you know, yeah, it wasn't what it made it to be seen. And so my whole thing is, at the end of the day, from if I'm the NFL, I would look at everybody and say, hey, I would rather put him on an exempt list, which we could talk about why he may not be able to get on that because he has no criminal charges being looked over and that kind of thing. There's not, which honestly, if you want to be honest, I don't even think that he should go on that. I think that we as a people need to grow up and look at this and say, this guy is a guy that none of us feel like is a good person or some does some things that we would enjoy. But how we feel about a person has no bearing on what legalities go on. And so until it ends up being settled and he gets found guilty in civil court, once that gavel drops and he's guilty, do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? You can say you were found guilty in civil court, but until a real judge, a real jury, and those types of people have gone over the case and have made a legitimate, settled, uh, legitimate ruling on the case, I think that we have to sit back and just swallow the pill. As, as bad as that sounds and as horrible as that sounds, we have to because the only thing I believe that's worse than making a mistake is making it over and over again. And if the NFL chooses to keep punishing people before anything is really settled, then they're making a mistake. You cannot just punish people off the way that we feel. You cannot do that. You cannot move forward in a world that moves like that because if you do that, you are actually saying cancel culture, have your way. If the majority of people 
feel like they don't like something, then we will kill it. And that's not the way society should work because people are fucking sick. So they will band together. Once people figure out that's the case, they will band together and say, we know that for a fact, if we just don't like someone or something, if enough of us get out here and say we don't like it or enough of us can dig up enough dirt on this, whether it be true or not, if enough of us get the negative needle move in a certain direction, we can get this person removed from their job. We can get this person's life ruined. And my whole thing is what happens if a year from now, we don't believe this, but what happens if a year from now it comes out and this shit gets settled and it turns out to be, oh, this guy was just like a really, a really despicable human being that was a freak of Nate, that was a freak out here in these streets trying to get his rocks off on, on Instagram. The only difference is he actually has a whole bunch of money and a whole bunch of clout and he had the ability to make his fetish come true many times over, whether that be wrong or right, however you view it. Like I said, I don't really don't care how people view it right or wrong, but he had enough money to do. So therefore we just can't punish him just off of the fact that we don't like what he did. Hell, there's a lot of motherfuckers that do shit that we don't like. You know what I'm saying? We can't just go have people losing their jobs and losing their money just because they did something that a certain group of people don't like and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So just because they do something that someone likes, we can't have them cheered and cheered and held at too high on a pedestal. So I just think everybody needs to stay in the neutral lane as hard as that is. Stay in the neutral lane. You can feel how you feel, but as far as him getting suspended, the NFL needs to stay right where they are. He can practice. He can go run. He can practice. He'll be able to play games. We're sorry that you feel this way about him. And we know that it is a situation that is uncomfortable. But as of this moment in time, he has not been convicted of any criminal activity. And therefore, he's allowed to resume his no matter. And you're, oh, I was going to say this. And lastly, and people out there, feel free to buy tickets to games because the ticket, all the money ain't just going to Deshaun Watson, it's going to NFL. So you can buy money to the game, boom him. But hell. Go to the games, boom, sit outside the stadium, boom, protest all around where he lives. You can, you're free and able to do all, even though I don't really agree with all that, but you're free and able to do all that. You're able to show that you don't like this man in every way that you want. But sitting back and saying, we don't care what the courts say. We don't care what any type of settlements are. We just don't like what you did and you don't deserve to make a living. We can't live in a society like that. This shit doesn't work. And there's something that I wanted to add to that. Earlier today, ironically, I think the uh, Six Sports said that the NFL was investigating not what happened, but they're investigating. And I want to get the phrase right before we, we move on. But the phrase is something that they're investigating. And I might be mistaken here. Don't quote me on this, but I think it's something about how did they phrase it? Something to do with the people with power and money abusing it. And I think that's where they're looking at this, where they're investigating. So I do think that, yeah, he is, the league is going to hand down suspension because I'm a firm believer when there's smoke, there's fire, there's some truth into it. There's this and there's that, and there's the truth that lies in the middle. So I do think that, that he will face some significant suspension time, but hey, we just got to wait and see. But uh, what we yeah, don't my, have to wait and see. I was going to say that. I was just, that's my whole thing is just wait and yeah, see. Yeah, just man. wait and see. Everybody needs to take a wait and see approach. But some of the stories that he says, look, man, that shit is wild. 
That's bro, shit not, that okay. Let's go ahead and get her. into it because I'm gonna be real. I'm not, I'm gonna get into it, bro. Like on on the and I'm gonna be real with you because I already said my piece. Now to the women that are actually were actually masseuses, masseuses, or whatever you want to call them, whatever. However, to the women that were actually in like the, the practicing masseuses. of being a masseuse, yeah, that's yeah, Deshaun. Okay, let's put this out there. That it's very what he did was not smart at all and very weird because and I'll just put it this way if you're a Deshaun Watson, bro, you could have easily just drove around to random masseuse, random massage it's parlors. You said, hold up, wait, hold up, wait, let me finish what I was gonna say. Because here's something that and I'm not gonna say he could have ran out the random massage parlors and asked him to jack him off and shit. That's not what I was gonna say. I was gonna say the he the amount of times that he did this and, and the frequent nature of this and how aggressive he was at trying to do this, this is not this is a fetish of his. This is something that like is a fantasy like thing of his. Like how the weird people were on that show, Real Sex. This is one of those types of ordeals, bro. No, it is not like in Austin oh. because he what he wanted was he finds it to be super attractive to probably have that kind of, yeah, you're my and you massage me, then I fuck you. That was his, I think that was his quote-unquote steez, and that's what he wanted. And my whole thing is, like, that in itself, of wanting that, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's the wrong thing about what his lawyer is trying to do, is paint it like that. No, bro, there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing that's wrong with it is that you were going out looking for masseuse, for masseuses to do this with, and you weren't, like being like from what i understand you were like springing this shit out on them because you really wanted it to be like yeah. where you would just be like oh my dick came out and she liked it the world don't work like that dumbass oh. nigga. like that shit don't work like that bro so that's like he could have went to all these parlors and just pulled chicks number i'm deshaun look let's be honest you make that much money you're a quarterback for the houston texans hey i'm deshaun watson would you like can i have your number would you like to talk first conversation yo hey i'm gonna be real i like some freaky shit like, I like to think that I like to have a masseuse and I like the masseuse to try to like fuck me in the end. Would you be interested in doing some shit like that? That's why I pulled you from the masseuse parlor. Hey, nigga, you're gross. Actually, I am interested. Boom, there's two roads you can take. Like, he didn't have to go about it that way because that's a real bad game to lay down. But he probably, but you got to go about You can't just go on IG and just continuously be like, yo, I need a massage. A boom, my dick's out. Like that, that, that on his part. It's the fucking the news well, articles I mean, and the stories. I'm like, dog, this shit is it's really bro. like on some porno shit. How you just said it is. What do niggas joke about? But deep down, niggas be like, I would like to go to Chick House and fix her sink and then some yeah. shit pop off. Niggas all play for that. That's what you do. The, big, like, the biggest thing you got to understand about that type of shit is that it's all fantasy. It's all yes. fantasy. Is none of it is real like, except for the amateur like this, shit. <laughs> like honest, honestly, this is one of those things that's. And there's, and I'm just gonna say it. This is one of the things that's like great idea, Deshaun. Horrible execution. Yeah. Like horrible execution. There's a lot of guys that probably sit up and think, yeah, that would be nice to do that, but we don't go do it because of this. Yeah. This is why. You know what I'm saying? But on the other hand, to those to, to those that it happened to and everything like that, I don't find any of it to be like okay. But there are questions that I think somewhat would need to be asked and not necessarily asked as it's your fault as the woman. Not at all. These are questions that I just have as me, sports plug Russ. Like, I got to know what's in your head. So when the nigga started jacking off and he wasn't holding you in place and wasn't, like, making you stay, like, physically 
why didn't you leave? This is not me saying he didn't do anything wrong. This is me wanting to know from them, why didn't you leave? But I don't want no, like, half answer of, like, I froze. No, I just want to know, like, why did you leave? Were you, like, sitting there, whoa, whoa this nigga really jacking off. Is he really? Is he going to finish? Oh, yeah. shit, he finished. <laughs> like that, like, the one shit that I was talking about. He asked me to massage near his butt. Then he was like, don't be afraid to go in there. Um, so the dude obviously has a lot of sexual, like, fetishes and things of that nature that he has to deal with. He, ju he just went about it in the total wrong way. But, I, like, I don't know. One person said he pooped. I'm like, yeah, what? But, so, but then at the same time, I have to say, when it comes to a lot of these cases, the reason why I do like to wait to the end is because what, like, what we're seeing, a lot of crazy shit comes out. Like a lot, like some of it's true, some of it's not, some of it we still don't know, but a lot of crazy stuff comes out in all these. If you read on, go online, it was a joke there up. that I had to pass up. It was a joke that I had to pass up. <laughs> You know what? It was it was tasteless, but hey, I, hey, sometimes hey, so you know me, yeah, go for it. A joke, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong, yeah, with but, a joke. But there is something wrong with yeah, a joke you yeah. don't share. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I would say this, man. That boy, that, that is is yes. Apparently, this is his kink. Yeah, this is his kink. This is how he he chooses to pleasure himself or get him to that dead point or whatever. But my thing is just don't subject unwilling people to yes. it. Man, you know, it, there's different ways you can go about it, like how Russ said, man. It's a, it's a hundred ways I can think of. I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you can call an escort that, that, that might subject herself. Like, yeah, bro, bro, I'm not going to lie. Your homie of mine said shit that would have done it for five bands and never said nothing else about it. Well, and let him say, you can call me back and we can do this again yeah. next week. There's there are there are people that you know that that are discreet and they they do this shit professionally. So there are other routes that he could have went, but how he did it, how he did it, and how he went about it. And he, in his head, he really was like, "I'm going to get a regular masseuse to pull off some porn shit, and I can do that because I'm Deshaun Watson and I am a quarterback." So. Like that, that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? His like, I think the, the signs were there when he first got mm -hmm. into the league. He started hanging around Mia Khalifa. I Bro, knew right then and there. Tells you. Yeah, right then and there. I was like, I said, is he dating her? Or is he just messing around with her? No, he fucking. So, but yeah, he, but he's but give, he doesn't deserve any credit. But like you said, if you read between the lines, you can see. Okay, this guy's into weird like shit. Like he's into trying to get somebody that he thinks will do some weird, like kink up shit with him, and he's think I can make it happen. So I'm gonna try to make it happen, and it went way overboard. And so I, but the here's the thing that I think in my mind that's gonna make people go crazy. Me, I've already accepted it. I think it's going to get down to the point where the NFL is there's not really a way that we can spin him. I think they're going to get to a point where they're like, because I, I think if they would have done it, they would have done it already. I think they're going to wait. They're trying so hard. They're hoping so hard that something comes out like criminal evidence or something that can not necessarily hoping against him. But as far as the public consumption is concerned, because I do think someone sitting up there like, guys, we were wrong about Zeke. Like this may be like all gonna go the way we think but if we are wrong if we do suspend him during on his whole think about this way this is how i think about it not necessarily how bad it's gonna look if they let him play for a season and a half and he and something happens and he just loses his career after that let's say he plays next year and then they get to the super bowl they win the super bowl and next summer at this time he's like convicted of something he's gonna go away y'all 
He's going to go away. You can be mad about the fact that he won a Super Bowl, but he's going to go away. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's reverse that. Let's say they suspend him. And a year from now, we're sitting here, and it turns out that a lot of them, no matter how far-fetched it is, and I'm not saying this is what's going to happen, but a lot of them did lie. And he was, quote-unquote, not guilty of doing like sexual assault things, and everything was consensual. And maybe the women felt a certain way after it was done and wanted to go back on what they did or whatever. And something like that. Then how would we feel? Like, people felt bad about Zeke. Oh, damn, the chick was lying on him. Like, she was. Like, she was purposely doing this to try to ruin his career. And we helped and aided her in doing it. For nothing more than a simple fact of the court of public opinion got to make a ruling. And we didn't wait for all the evidence and everything to be done. So, I think we just got to swallow the pill, man. The asshole's going to get to play. Straight up. But so yeah, he, he was stupid. Way, he's stupid the way he did it, though. Yeah, so, there's a multiple. Money. You have millions of dollars, bro. Yeah. There are so many ways you could have literally. There's yeah, no, yeah, he's the yeah, most yeah. idiotic nigga ever. I'm sorry. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he just succumbed to his. But I will say this. Person. I will say this. One guy, one NFL person said he turned Instagram into a brothel, and my immediate response, my immediate response was, "Hey, bro." That's what that motherfucker is. Always it's, just been that, it's just that Deshaun Watson did some weird or weird ass shit, but there's niggas all day trying to paper pussy on Instagram, whether it's a Birkin bag, whether it's a pair of fucking shoes that cost $1,000, whether it's a trip overseas. Yeah, niggas paper pussy every day. It's just, or and whether I'll it's just some hard eyes underneath a picture. You're paying yeah. for it in some type of way, yeah. my brother. And I'll say this to close. Oh, I was saying, I'll say this to close this subject out and let Boogie move on to the next one. This is why prostitution should be legal so that this kind of shit does not happen. Because if it was legal, Sean Watson, nasty ass, would have a place he could go and he can go home right after. And there would be no more, no less. All right. That's it. Spoken like a true champ. And speaking of champs, the defending champs, L.A. Rams and broke the bank, man, of paying Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. Big paycheck for those guys. Very well deserved. Cooper Cup coming yeah, the off one of the, the numbers I have for the – I had the Aaron Donald deal somewhere around yeah. here. Yeah. I know he got right. – I'm not sure what's guaranteed, but I know it's a $40 million increase, which brings – I think it's either 95 or 65 a million. Either or, he – I think it's 65 guaranteed. 95 total with the like incentives and shit. He got he's got three year deal, 75 million in guarantees. It'd be worth with incentives, it goes up to 110. Oh, yeah, boy, god, they won the triple crown last year, so it's that TD's yards. That's right. cups, that's cups deal. Oh, I was talking yeah. about Aaron Donald's. Uh, okay, oh, yeah. my bad. We still on no, no, no. I was yeah. saving the best for last. Aaron Donald, yeah. he's, he's that great. I was gonna save yeah. him for the last one. But no, uh, yeah, Cooper Cup with the triple crown, $78 million, 75 guaranteed. And like he said, 110 overall with incentives included. Triple, like he said, triple crown, crown the champ. By the way, for those that good. don't know, uh, what, uh, let's, let's go ahead. What is that? Yards, touchdowns? Yeah, catches, yards, and touchdowns. Those are the, the triple uh, stats that get you that uh, triple crown. Yeah, was the leader. And every last one of them, he broke some records along the way to the boot. So... Hell of a year. Hell of a year. Deserved for Cooper Cup. Let's talk about Donald's deal. I think the last I said was... And wait until this I, summer when we do the list to find out if he is a top five receiver. So with Aaron Donald, he is the highest paid non-QB player in history. So there's a little bit of a <laughs> historical... <laughs> he better be. Man, they are not... When Second. did he sign? <laughs> it's like, how long ago did he sign? I'm still trying to... I, think, I want to say it was this... Wasn't it this week? 
Yeah, it was definitely this week. Yeah, it was early I was this week. Googling. I said it was Monday, but I'll just Google it because you know Google tells you everything's. So let's see. It was two days ago. Yeah, it was Tuesday. You can go over the numbers. I don't have the numbers, but it was Tuesday. Okay, so according to Google, he says he's reworked his contract. They said the deal gave him forty million raise over the last three years of his existing contract, which brings his total value to ninety five. Yes, over the next three years. Yeah, that's. A- Here's my question to you: The numbers are astronomical, right? Is he the best defensive player since LT, or is he better than LT? That's right. Lawrence Taylor for you, youngins. That's Lawrence I- Taylor for you. I'm going to say this. No, he's not better than him. I think that the coin purses are bigger for the NFL owners. The pays are going to get bigger. The pay is just what it is. It's just a byproduct of the state of the league, the league is in. I would not say that he's greater than LT because LT changed. Now, I'm sorry, maybe may a 10% bias because whenever I was playing, LT was one of the guys that I looked up to. Him, Dexter Coakley. Dexter Coakley was cold, but he's not in this class. But yeah. He's not with these guys, but he's cold. Yeah. But, but Dexter was, and we could, we'll talk about a couple of people that, you know. It wouldn't be the list. I just, yeah. I just that's yeah. why I didn't want to get yeah. to anybody else. Just yeah. them because so, it's been talking. This is turning into talk, a. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, this is turning into like a Bron Jordan type yeah. thing slowly. So, it's kind of turning into yeah. that football so, wise. I, I, and the thing is that I don't want, and my old, whole approach when it comes to NFL and stuff like that, I like to wait until the career is done to, yeah. to see. I, whenever they're still playing, it's still, but for me, LT was one of those guys that just, you know, how they don't borrow a fucking quote from fucking uh, any given Sunday. He made a quantum leap in the game. Hey. Like he was, he, <laughs> he was referring to, ironically, Lawrence Taylor with his character, Luther Shark. Sorry. I felt. Don't, my bad. don't drive me, fellas. Yeah. Worth a million <laughs> <dollars>. <laughs> yeah. So um I I look at it like this is on the outside, man, L was that first real kind of like a a edge guy. He wasn't like the prototypical, yeah. he played that edge like nobody else. Him and then you, whenever I start talking about it, I start remembering like a Derek Thomas. He had a short career at linebacker yeah. for the Kansas City. Yeah, see, exactly. The name of the guys. I yeah, said, and, and, you know, and, and I can't help it. It's like I sit here, I think about it, and I start. But Eric Donald at the D line position, and I guess we can talk about Aaron Donald. Is he the best D lineman? Of I, here's know. what I say to my own question. I have to answer it with a no, but I'd like to wait until his career is done. I do feel like it is like the MJ and LeBron debate because I do believe that they both are. Considered the top two defensive players ever in the, I guess you could say, in the box. And uh, it's hard because I think Aaron Donald is a game changer like that. But LT was, like they say, a mythical creature. I was yeah. really young too, and he was cold. But I watch a lot of highlights and a lot of, I actually watch those long rerun games. But, anyways, I'm a sports nerd. But no, I think it's one thing that we got to wait. I think it's best to wait. But I just wanted to ask you that question. I just want to see if you. Yeah. Yeah, I got to wait until Aaron Donald hangs him up. I do yeah, think it's close. I, I will say this. If it's definitely, if he's, de- if Aaron Donald's definitely not number one, he's definitely 
I'm gonna say this. He might be fucking top five. They, we, we'll say top seven. On, on Aaron Donald's, yeah, we're talking about in the box. On Aaron yeah, Donald, because El was a linebacker, an outside linebacker, basically, edge rusher, basically, before edge rushers were popularized. So, yeah, which imagine how fucked up he had the league. That's like, what the fuck is he doing? Coming off the edge, nigga, that's all I do. And I'm coming, like, but now, so I think that that's the thing that gets LT all the praises because when you're a player that revolutionizes a position, you, you're goaded for that. But I think that Aaron Donald revolutionized. I don't think he rev. I don't want to say he revolutionized it, but I want to say as a guy that mastered every level of the defensive line and found a way to make the defensive tackle a quarterback. Um, like defensive tackles aren't sacking quarterbacks, bro. Like they're clogging holes. They're making the gaps that the linebackers can run through. You need a defensive tackle. You need a defensive tackle and a good like. Defensive end guys like to get LT through the gaps to get I'm not LT to get Ray Lewis through the gaps. You know what I'm saying? Like good linebackers like that. So I, I just think that Aaron Donald. I think both of them did the most at their position, and so I think that argument can be had. I think it's a legitimate argument to say. I don't think that people can poo poo it as blast. I think this man Aaron Donald the man went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff as a quarterback. He don't play offense. Yeah, yeah. And when you Pretty see much. him. And, like, when you see Aaron Donald actually play in, like, all yeah. triple, double teams that he has to deal with, yeah. still impact the game. you can't take that away from him. So, um, That's another I, thing. The amount of attention he gets. That he gets. And, and the, let's include the interior line and the line better than me, but the amount of attention that he gets. And it's easier to put that attention on a guy when he's on the interior line. Not on the edge. He's in the middle. He's right there in the middle. Guys, he's right there. We just need both of y'all to hit him yeah. right there. Yeah. And you can't do you, it. You come off the ball, he is immediately, you're getting hit with two yeah. guys. You get, you, you're you going right. to see the center, you're going to see the guard, you're going to see the guard, you're going to see the tackle. Hell, and if you get through, you might catch the boy. Because Aaron Donald is one of those guys that you could put him at anywhere on the D-line and yeah. he will produce. So, hell, if you put him at defensive end, he's going to fuck around and probably catch a triple team. He'll catch the guard, tight end, or guard, and tackle tight end, guard, or tackle, get chipped by the fullback or yep. a back. So, and, he's you going know to, what else is going to happen? The first guy that engages him, which is probably why he still gets off, the first guy that engages him is going to get bitched. <laughs> and everybody yeah. on the offensive line knows whoever's going first, we know you're going to die. We you gonna get, we, yeah, we, yeah, first you, man up, you're going to get bucked. Yeah, you're going to die. We coming in afterwards to hit him. Second man, you're probably going to die too. But by the time you did and the third man's in his way, the play will be over. <laughs> so all it is that you just got to sacrifice bodies to Aaron Donald. Yeah, literally, so you don't stop play him. Like, literally, yeah. you don't stop Aaron Donald. You just hope it's you survive down. until the plays, yeah. yeah, until the ball's out the quarterback's hands. Like, yeah. literally. You, gotta, you, have to slow, you have to slow him down. <laughs> And now I've seen, and when Aaron Donald was coming up, JJ still had a little bit left. So to, for me, it was like I was watching JJ, and then I started watching Aaron. And JJ was Aaron. Yeah. He saw the same attention. The thing is that JJ saw that over his career, and it wore him down. Bad back and all the other jazz. So Aaron uh, got stronger. Aaron got stronger. Aaron don't look like he know he he gonna slow down. He trains with knives. He trains with yeah, knives. Yeah, he trains with knives. But I will let you go. Ahead. We can move forward. Yeah, oh, yeah but I, I just wanted to ask that question. I knew it sparked a little bit more. A little bit more of the topics, but but yeah. So oh my bad. And we got shout out breaking news. Boomer Sooners defeat the awful Texas Longhorns in softball to win their what is it fifth. Yeah, sixth. I'm sorry, sixth softball. So you know what I'm saying Oklahoma softball in the same ranks as Michael Jordan. We got sixth and thing. You know what I'm talking about. 
Yes, as you as I say, I'm an Oklahoma fan for real. I was paying attention to the softball. Texas <laughs> UT. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a college show. Uh, it's less than 100 days from the NFL. And it's even lesser than that for uh, college football. So for those of y'all that do not know, I love NFL and y'all always to talk NFL with me. A million times more of a college football fan. Yeah. College football, football is my love. Yeah. I love college I, football. Yeah. I like college football was always always a, a favorite of mine, more so than the league, because I always felt like the league once they got there, they slowed down the play. You got the hunk of guys trying to make it there yeah. in college. Yeah, we'll, 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 that, yeah. hey, I'll just be honest. Ain't nothing like watching a guy that's going to the NFL get to go against yeah. a guy that's about to sell insurance. Yeah, the landscape is crazy. That's why yes. we love college football. So uh, let's talk. Uh, let's go move over uh, to the next subject before we wrap it up. Buffalo Bills. And this is from boy Sterling and Chris, who Chris was supposed to sit in for Sterling today, but he had some other obligations. Buffalo is a early and heavy faves to win the Super Bowl in Vegas, and they are favored. Let me go ahead and get the uh, go look at the, the numbers. Yeah, the odds, because I was like, I said, oh, geez. And it made, they, they wrote such a compelling argument that it made me want to go put some money down on the the bills. To- they, honestly, if they the favorites, then that means I would probably be betting on an underdog. But I do think they deserve to be the favorites. While you looked at it, I'll let you go ahead and look up the numbers on that. I do think they deserve to be the favorites, though. I think it's just one of those things that, even though they didn't go to the Super Bowl last year, that things fell short. This is a team that we can look at and say, moving forward, they should be the team to beat in the AFC, and they should make it. I really do think what we saw from Kansas, and I don't think Kansas City is going to suck. We'll get into like predictions, even though I did say I don't think they'll be as good, but I don't think they'll suck. I just think it's going to be one of those things that teams like Kansas City that were able to that beat them last year. I think that was more of a last gasp. Like the even the way that they did it, just so many miracles happening at once to beat a team. It's more or less on Buffalo to realize, okay, now we got to break through. Like they did literally everything they could do. If we're going to make it through, this is the year to make it through. So I think it's rightfully so. Josh Allen's Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are probably number one, number two. I think they're number two. I don't think I do. The reason why I say they're number two is what Burrow and Chase have is special. I don't, there's that much. I think they're going to, it would barring injury. I think Chase and Burrow are on some, like they're on some Montana rice. I, I didn't want to use them. I wanted to use Peyton's boy, Marvin Harrison and Peyton Manning. That's that I can definitely see that, but I think that the, I'm waiting to see who emerges. If we stay on the, the QB thing for just a uh, like a minute or so, the QB uh, receiver duo. I know that I've been seeing a lot of Tyreek Hill speaking about his situation, and he's very speaking highly of Tua. But I really just I that I just I, call me crazy, but I just don't see that one working out like how they think it is. Tua. Yeah, two are with 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 Tyre. But I'm interested, I'm interested to really see what Russell does in Detroit and like how he does with those receiving core. Uh, you mean uh, Denver? Denver, yes, Denver. Russell Wilson in Denver to see how he's doing with those. I got guys. a homie. I got a homie out there that's probably gonna put like fifty two hundred dollars on him winning the MVP. Then that, that's a pretty goddamn good. I would yeah. though. I would too though. I can't normally I be on his ass all the time. I'm like, bro, I don't know why you doing. 
But this year, I can really see it happen. I can see that happen. But hey, uh, let's go ahead. and I got the, the odds here. So the Bills opened up at, at favorites at 650 with the second person. Well, the second team is the Buffalo Bills. Not the Buffalo Bills. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 800. So they, they're favored by a comfortable margin, and the Chiefs are in third at 900. The Chiefs are just... Yeah, and you can you could probably ask Dave this. The Chiefs are just there to take people money. Like as far as like yeah. being that high up, they're just there to take for money. Yeah. Now I'll say this. I don't really disagree with those and we can get further into those close we get to the season. I, I really don't have a problem with the Bills being held up as in this high of praise. Now I will say me and you disagree with the Tua thing. I do think Tua is a good quarterback. I think Tua can be a great quarterback, but I do think Tua is going to do it in a different way. Like, I will, we'll, we'll see how that unfolds because I think that he's the type of guy that we're so used to seeing. We got the all long, long passes that I think that Tua is going to be somewhere in between Russell Wilson. And I think he's going to be somewhere like, like in between. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not going to be doing the things Russell Wilson does as far as like the long, deep, like over the top, like I call them jump shot passes. But I do think think as far as, yeah, he's going to, but let me say this though. That's not to say that he won't complete deep passes because to me, there's two different types of deep passers. There's the guys that, that, that can just fling it. God given ability. I could throw this bitch 70 yards, like just go. And then there's those guys that they draw it up and they know that, if I can throw it to this yard line before that guy can make okay. his break, then yeah. he's going to catch it and take it 50 yards for a touchdown. And I may only have to throw a 40, 50 yard pass. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's how he's going to operate. And I have a lot of faith in anybody that comes from the Shanahan tree. You as a Texas fan should also have faith in anybody that comes from that tree, because let's just be honest, that offense always works. Shout out to my boy, Chris, that offense always works. He's gone over the entirety of the Mike Shanahan branching coaching tree. And let me tell you, people, if you have not gone over this or gone through this, that shit never fails. Like, it always works. And we're not saying that it always wins a bunch of Super Bowls and, like, that kind of success. I'm talking about every team that has implemented this style of offense or a branch off of this original Mike Shanahan style of offense has been a team that was dominant in the division and had a chance to win a Super Bowl. It works 80% of the time. Yes, not like, nah, like, for real, no, nah, but yeah, like what you said is really true, though. It works 80, yeah. 80% of the time, all the time, though. Like, so, it's a really good system. Arian Foster became a legend in this. System. Yeah. It, yeah. We, it, oh, yeah. I have a bunch of shit. Uh, we, you, the musical. Oh, the I show. shouldn't have said yeah. it. I knew I shouldn't have yeah. said it. <laughs> we, 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 I'm going to save that away. But yeah, we, we Arian Foster is a very, another person that we're going to talk about that had a short career. But I'm looking at it right now. I think overall, I'm looking at this list. I'm Vegas. They, That's how I expected it to shape out the top three. Another surprise names that are on this list. And before I do this and get out. So outside of the top three, the Rams. Where are are they? Just tell us where they are. Where are my boys at, man? Just tell me. Yeah, the Rams. (laughs) Oh, they're here. So the Rams are at, and the Packers are uh, have the same odds, but they're tied in at Rams are fourth and fifth of the Packers. Six is the uh, 49ers at 1,400 favorites. Chargers with the same underneath them. Mm, That's a good one. Yeah. The Browns. 16, their favorite at 1600. That's a real gamble, too, because that's one of those like the day that decisions get made in NFL is the day that line moves. Yeah, it's going to go higher, it's going to go lower. Sitting under them is the Broncos. We were just talking about Russell Wilson. And at the 10th spot is the boys. 
I ain't talking about the ones on the Amazon Prime. I'm talking about the ones in they the They go hard, by the way. Yeah, 1,800, favorite at 1,800. They're outside the 10 or at the 10 spot. Let me see, two, four, six, eight, ten. 10. Yeah, at the 10 spot. And outside of that is the Bengals, Ravens, Colts, and Titans to round out the list. So I don't want I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm I mean, not, and not because I think they're just going to, I hope they win, but I'm going to do it just because of this. Jerry, you know what? I'm going to put some money on you guys to win. So I'm spending money, Jerry. And I know that makes your nose jiggle. <laughs> I know that makes your ears wiggle. And I know yeah. that makes you happy on the inside. So I'm going to spend some money on the Cowboys. Jerry probably like, you ain't betting with me. So you ain't making none of it. But I, I, I don't know. The Cowboys... We'll talk about we'll talk about. Yeah, Cowboys yeah. are the tenth favorite. The squad, the money. I'm looking at the money. A lot of people don't believe that the Bengals are gonna. I, I Bengals might go, man. You never know. That's a pretty good one, as far yeah. as I will say. The Cowboys and the Bengals being at ten and eleven, those are good ones in terms of if you don't want to put down a whole lot of money, but you want to win a whole lot of money. That's, like that's... though, th- th- yeah, those are the ones that that are good to bet on and. Those sometimes those bets are really fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so, yeah. I, honestly, yeah, I, I think the Chargers. Hmm, that's a good uh, one. Even though JC yeah. Jackson looked like French toast earlier today, I might put uh, some money on the Bengals. I'm looking at it. And I'm rocking back and forth, and I'm swaying. I'm at to consult my my sports investor Dave Poor about this. Know what to do? But yeah, so I'm looking at it, and it, it's looking very sexy right now. I'm gonna go. Yeah, we we'll, we'll have, we'll have to have a show right before the season starts. Yeah. Of, what we bet on or sometime in the summer maybe like you know yeah well, let, let's do that so we'll start before early bets like the bets that you got to make early while the, going, while, the good. A, while the show is going on i'm gonna place those bets live <laughs> oh my wish for call we all are no we all yeah. are we all we're gonna, we're gonna get so, there yeah. before the season starts we'll get y'all so some, yeah like, we'll get dave on here and get some early yeah. bets yeah, so during the show, I'll be betting live, be placing bets live. So I might even open up uh, some bets for the sushi, uh, the sushi board, so you can uh, bet with hey, you. Uh, we need to uh, get. Hey, I got actually. You know what? Don't even worry about that. We're gonna start the sports sushi band. Have to start that, start that up, and have some members get up in there, so we can have ourselves a little. Dave, get up in there, have ourselves a little circle of oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, we need to go ahead and get to that real, real soon. But I uh, appreciate y'all for joining us, man. This has been an episode of Sports Sushi. Damn, I don't fuck around and didn't even get to get our announcements ready. So, hold on. Y'all got to bear with me while I go get them. All right. So, Sports Sushi, if you're not listening to Sports Sushi Live in the Gratwick Discord, you're missing out on hanging out with our team during the show. Join the Gratwick Discord today and get your Sports Sushi fresh and raw every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. I am DJ Slow Boogie. You can find me on all forms social media at DJ Slow Boogie with the I and E. Not a- follow our Sports Sushi social media at on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is a Sports Sushi, all one word, on Instagram, sports underscore sushi. Russ, oof. Ready for mine? Oh, yeah, brother. Alrighty, you already know what it is. It's me, sportsplug.russ on IG. You can also find me at RLClimbSP on Twitter. Hit me up. We can go back and forth. We can lip box all day. And Meg Lied. Go be great. Shout out to our other host, Sterling, who could not be here. He's sick under the weather. Have a speedy recovery, brother. We'll hopefully see you next week. Fuck with us. See y'all later. I'm glad, nigga.